It's time for the Return of the Empire podcast. One hour of all things red and gold. Return of the Empire. Here are your hosts, Sacktown Sports 49ers insider Emil Fragoso and Nate Littlefield. Yeah, yeah. That's us. Emil Fragoso, Nate Littlefield. Return of the Empire, as you can hear by the news behind us. It is a march. A march <laughs> on there for the 49ers. They are 3-0. and to start the campaign. Welcome in again. My name is Miliano Fragoso. Mill, I go by the 49ers beat reporter for Sacktown Sports, Sacktown Sports 1140. Joined, of course, by my guy who was back after some health issues last week, but he's yeah. back, not on the IR. He is back. I had my leg chopped off. <laughs> no, I was just really sick. <laughs> Nate, welcome back, my guy. Yeah, thanks. I'm glad to be back. You know, thanks for having me. Thanks for Kyle for uh, and you. I've, yeah. I did this in private. Apologize, so. but I was sick, so yeah, not good. No, it's all right. You're welcome, <laughs> Kyle. You're the man, and Nate, you're the man as well. We oh, are back thanks. together as a full team today, talking week three of the Niners' big win over the New York Giants, and of course, previewing week four, and as well talking about some extensions that happened over over the the course of the last few days. You know, got buried under the rug. You know, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, a couple contract extensions. Maybe are they staying around for the long term. I think not. We'll get there in a second. Uh, but first, we got to preview week three uh, Niners, you know, winning this game 30 to 12 over the New York Giants. Recap week three. Yeah, we got to recap. Yeah. Yeah. Recap. That's what I'm saying. I said preview. Did I say preview? Yeah. You know what, man? A lot of words. Well, you missed up. me last week. So I think we were trying to make up that. That's probably what you're doing. Yeah. Right I'm, I didn't get to preview Giants with you. Yeah, I know. And that, that hurt me. I know. Hurt it hurt me, me dude. But you know what? We get to preview Cardinals this week alongside Kyle Ledbetter as well, our Cardinals insider. Yeah. Uh, we'll get him on. How and- convenient is that? That Kyle has so much inside track on the Cardinals. I know. Inside information. I knew Kyler Murray's contract extension two weeks before it happened. Wow. Wow. Did you really? Huh? Yeah, I did. I had the, the inside sourcing. Yeah, I got Cardinals. Put that on your resume. Here. Talk about it, man. Come well, on now. Put that on your resume. Well, I mean, I didn't have the, the sources to go public with it, <laughs> but I had the yeah. information. Wow. Oh, that's look, cool. Look at that. Everyone here is so tuned in. And again, Sackdown Sports, Sackdown Sports, 1140 Return of the Empire. Uh, but Nate, talking... Niners Giants week three you were there I was there I was there yep what did you see as a fan in the stadium and kind of the vibe of the of the game how it went so uh the last Niners Giants game I went to was Jimmy's uh ACL year where he was out so 2018 yes 2018 and it was one of the worst games I've ever been to uh fan wise it was it was about 50 50 split maybe 55 45 Giants fans and it was a war zone. It was they were brutal. It was yeah. they travel well. They're one of those teams like the Niners now apparently travel well. Uh, New York, New York does because such a mm-hmm. broad, you know, them Dallas Green yeah. Bay Steelers. But it was that game was tough because they lost and it was a throwaway season basically. Anyways, it was a season to get Nick Bosa. That's yes. what that season was. This was a lot different. I was expecting more Giants fans. There was not maybe 10%, 15%. Yeah, there was a lot for sure. Really? I mean, it's hard to tell because their white jerseys are almost the exact same color. I'd mm-hmm. look up and be like, 56 Taylor. Who's that on the night? Oh, that's LT. Yeah. That's uh, the greatest defensive player of all time. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Because, yeah, the white with the red, and then they got the stripes on the side. and It's confusing. It is confusing. It's confusing. I I mean, it was a great game. It was a great time. It, I didn't think it got out of control. I know with Niners fans, a lot of videos and stuff where <sighs> fights and it gets crazy. But I went with my cousin. He's yeah. a 16-year-old cousin, uh, 
made him drive me there. Just got his license. Shout out, Abe. Congrats. Wow. On yeah. But made him drive to the Bay yeah, we Area were, in rush hour of yeah. prime time. So his family has season tickets and they couldn't go. And he, uh, they gave him the option to take someone and he picked me. Oh, wow. Which I, makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, but did you know if you go to Levi Stadium and you have season tickets, if you're gifted season tickets or if you're a season ticket holder, you get so much free food yes. and drinks. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. We could get four items each. What? So we could get eight things. We couldn't even get enough. I didn't even want to get enough. So that was, as a fan, just a shout out to everyone. If you're making that trip from SAC, which could be two and a half hours, two hours, uh, and you buy season tickets from somebody who, you know, sell them on Craigslist, Facebook, Marketplace, whatever, take advantage of that. Yes. You get in a special line there. They check your tickets. They hook you up. It's really? great. Yeah, it's I, didn't, I didn't know this. This is some no. insight that I'm learning right now. This is now. fantastic if you're a Niners fan. I'd say that's important info. No, it is. If you're a Niners fan, <laughs> I man, truly believe that. season tickets. We got like $65 worth of stuff for free. I mean, they oh. paid for it, obviously. Chills the for tickets. the Niners organization over here yeah, telling us to get season tickets. The food tickets. was okay. I'll say the food was – if I paid for the food, I'd be upset. What'd you get? Uh, chicken uh, tenders. You got chicken tendies? Two orders of chicken tenders. Garlic fries, uh, a pretzel with cheese, yeah. a couple of sodas. I think Ooh. that's it. That's six things. So, yeah. That's good, though. Yeah, and Look we could have got you. more, but the line, dude, Levi's was slammed. Oh. It was so packed. Restroom lines so long. I went down um, before. Uh, it was like halfway through the second. I was like, okay, I'm going to try to sneak down there, go to the restroom. So long. And I was just like, yeah. all right, I'm going to hold it through the whole game. And I did. And uh, I was proud of myself for that. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah I, yeah, I did not. I did not do that. I did not hold it the whole. Yeah, time. well, you have a private bathroom. <laughs> we do up there in the media yeah, room. I yeah, will say so. it was it was heck to get into the stadium though. It took about an hour to get into yeah. that line. That line was insane. I did not. I broke the cardinal rule, and I will say on no pun intended. No pun intended on prime time games. Get there extra extra yeah. early because the lines get crazy, especially on weekday games. Well. You yeah, you shot me a text and we we're on our way. But though another another tip for Niners fans, yes. if you want to know, I go I've been to a few games. Um, we park at this place called the Great Mall. Mm-hmm. We take a tram in. Yeah, take a tram in. It's like three to five bucks. It's a free parking at the at the at the mall. So that's a little tip for United oh, fans if you want to do that. Yeah. So yeah. I got a lot of Levi's tips right now. I like the tips though. Yeah. They're all good. Yeah, so that's a. You know, next time you go, I, I need those. I'm making my first endeavor to Levi's this oh, week. Oh, well, well, I'll give you a little uh, rundown. Yeah, I'll do before that. you go, gets yeah. you the tips and tricks and like yeah. a little formatted graph. Yeah. yeah, we were in a part in the stadium though where the whole time the sun was hitting us, so I was. Oh, you were on that side basically until it hit or until like one of the spots, yeah. like the last, uh, last uh, yeah, eighth of the stadium. I know where you were at. Yeah, yeah, in the corner, we were like parallel me and you, so yeah, across from each other, but. Regardless, the Niners won, and that's what matters. The that's Niners all that matters. Looked, looked a little rough to start the game. They did. They did. Yeah. They did. Uh, I We were texting back and forth a little bit. I think you were – I think third quarter you were a little disappointed in the team. Right? I was. Are you still? Or were you still not, after that win? I'm not disappointed. And I, I said this on our post-game recap as well, which Nate wasn't able to join, unfortunately, but we, he'll be on the next one. I was driving. He was driving. And died. It's okay. Um, <laughs> got a lot of excuses today. It's okay. It's all right. But I was upset because it felt like the Niners were in control of the whole game. But there were so many times where the offense stalled out, and it was like, man, if the Giants just go down and score right here, this is an actual game, and it's a really concerning one, especially late in the in the in the fourth or the third quarter when it was twenty to twelve, mm-hmm. and it was like, man, if the Giants just go down and have one good drive, they're right back in this thing. Thankfully, it didn't happen, but. 
the Niners left a lot of meat on the bones in week three. And Brock Purdy talked about that after the game. He was had a you know bad taste in his mouth. But that it okay, I got a couple things to say. More excuses. Thursday night game, right? Yes. Short week. Yeah. Thursday night games. I, I think I said this on a no, I said this on a show during the week uh, last week, but this is kind of a rule, and this is fantasy football talking, but I think it translates to real football. Is you kind of want to stay away in fantasy football from players, offensive players that aren't kickers, or I guess your entire defense on a Thursday night, because I think the production is notoriously lower. The scores yeah. are lower. I I I don't have stats in my hand to back that up, but I believe that to be true. Yeah. So a lot of teams struggle on on Thursday nights. The Giants really did. They really could not get anything going. No. They, I thought they had one good drive, um, the touchdown drive where Matt Be- yes. Breida ended up scoring. I thought they looked good. It was a game at that point. I believe it was 17-12 at Correct. that point. And Number two as well. Yeah, yeah. yes. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Raiders. Um, <laughs> um, but I – Brock looked bad to start the game. He looked bad. He did. He looked – like mediocre bad in that area. He he was missing throws. Kittle had to play defense. That was hilarious. And he did a good job. That's see, smart off. That's see how Kittle I did the straps. Yes. That yeah. was so the funny. Belt, yeah, he yeah. played like a corner. He did the straps. It was great. No, that was awesome. It was, it was, it's cool to see your guys do that. But what impressed me the most about Brock is that he bounced back from that. Yeah. And he, after that, especially in the second half, made some pretty amazing throws. He basically replicated the the Ayuk touchdown from week one that he had over Patrick Peterson to mm-hmm. Debo court like he counted on the hip again in the corner in the end zone yes just like a laser it just it he, the bout that's honestly it's really impressive to, to see we haven't really see him play comeback yet yeah and I'm hoping we get to even though I do want to just see dominant wins every week <laughs> well obviously you want to see dominant wins every week but yeah. this I still feel like it was dominant. It just wasn't as dominant as you want it to be. And like you said earlier with that touchdown they had, the Giants, that was the real momentum shaker for me. I think that's where the the game kind of changed because I think when they go for two there, the Giants, right? They go they go for two there, and it's a big call. You're gonna you're gonna be you're you're down by five. You want to go for two, obviously go go to three, it'd be 17 to 14. And they run this play and just get stuffed immediately. Like they just bulldoze by Bosa and Co. Armstead got it back there, I believe. And it was a real I think change of momentum in terms of no, you guys are going to get this touchdown fine, but you're not going to get the two one conversion. You're, we're we're going to bend, we're not going to break, and that's a huge thing with the Niners defense is that they will keep bending all the way down the field, but they will not break. And I think that them not getting that two points kind of played in their factor of like we are really struggling to get anything right now. And yeah. I think that's a huge deal for the Niners and kind of the reason why they 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 pulled away at the end. Speaking of breaking, they. Well, he might have been broken before, but it seemed like they broke Daniel Jones, his confidence at least. <laughs> Did you see that one video? He, which one? The one where his eyes are just shifting back oh. and forth. Oh, if yeah. you haven't seen the video, look it up. Daniel Jones is is in the backfield, and they zoom in. Amazon Prime did a great job. Yeah. He's zooming on Daniel Jones, and he's like trying to count all the all the Niner players in the five-man front they're running, yeah. and his eyes are going like it's like skipping over. He looked terrified, like absolutely terrified. Like what's the J.R. Smith meme where he's like sitting on the bench and kind of like looking around? That's what it was like. It was mm-hmm. so like you could just see genuine terror in Daniel Jones's face. And like you said, I, I do think they kind of broke him a little bit. Yeah, there was points where he just couldn't complete basic slants to guys like Darren Waller. Like yeah. he, he was I mean, Darren Waller is still a very good player. He I might guess. not be putting up the numbers this year because of who's quarterbacking necessarily yeah. i really think darren waller is one of the elite guys top five for sure 
and they just pretty much not got nothing going. I don't remember if they said this during the broadcast, uh, TV or radio, but it's a great point brought up about you keep Waller, uh, you have him matched up one-on-one during first and second down. Yep. And then third down, he's useless because he's being double teamed because that's, that's Daniel Jones's safety net or supposed to be. Yes. That's supposed to be his safety net. And man, the Niners just worked them. They really, yeah. yeah, they, that defense really every game has worn these teams down Yeah, by the end. The offense is almost useless. It's every single game that's been basically the same thing. You look at the Rams game that you might be able to call that an outlier, but then they start to get the turnovers and they yeah. start to kind of break Stafford and and slow everything down and, yeah. and wear them out. And just the second half Niners defense is yeah. a force. Stafford was a different story because he was such an air raid offense. Like he threw the ball over 50 times and that was just something mm-hmm. the Niners haven't really seen. So they got to test their secondary a lot. And eventually their secondary did break them down where with Daniel Jones. And this is something that, the players talked about after the game is that Daniel Jones is effective, not only with his arm, but with his legs. He had, I'm taking the math here, two rushes for five yards on Thursday. That was shocking to me. Shocking. How little they used him in the run game. If you get rid of garbage time, the giants as a team had 21 rushing yards. That's incredible. Yeah. No, that it, it's crazy that I really thought the way that the Niners were going to lose that game. were going to be options to yeah. Daniel Jones. We're going to be, not not QB sneaks, maybe maybe a draw or two here and there because Daniel Jones is big guy, big guy. He's huge. I guess you don't want to send him up the middle with a a, a missile like like Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw trying to take yeah, his heads exactly. off. Yeah, exactly. So shocked he only ran it twice. Yeah, I I think the Giants they wanted to run the football. I just don't think they could. I I think that and this is a shout out to to, to Javon Kinlaw who was exceptional uh, week three against the Giants. Yeah. A lot of pressures, a lot of getting in the backfield. He's looking fully healthy now. And the Niners, they employed that five-man front we were talking about earlier, and that's a new thing under Steve Wilkes. They had to, you know, do a lot of begging to get that to get that call. You know, uh, Kinlaw wanted the five-man front because he wanted to to have one-on-one matches for every single player, and that's hard to do sometimes because it leaves your your back end very exposed, right? So with the five-man front, they knew that they could take advantage of, of the of the Giants' shoddy offensive line, and eventually yeah. it paid off to the point where Daniel Jones could. Couldn't make simple throws like you were saying. Yeah. And something you didn't want to see that I'm just kind of remembering now is a a lot of injuries late in the game for the Giants. Just like just adding salt to the wound for those guys who came in already wrecked. Like you said, their O-line was banged up. I believe they had two starters out. I believe so. You're right. So it was, I mean, it's just tough to see when you're losing like that and, and straggling for points, just, just struggling for really anything. And Mm -hmm. You know, the Niners did their job and I thought they did well. And then you kind of, I get, I mean, I get your disappointment, especially after Sunday where you see things like the Dolphins put up oh 70 points. That's just the Broncos. They're not a real team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, you, you see that and the Chiefs put up big yeah. numbers. The Bills put up big numbers. But then, you know, we'll, get, day, we'll get in this later. Dallas fell apart. End of the day, a win's a win, like you said. Yeah. And we got to get to the big performers before we go to break here. Mm-hmm. Big performers of the game, George Kittle and Debo Samuel, especially Kittle, who's now seems to be back in the passing game, Nate. Well, it's also because Ayuk was out. Yes. Know, and it was more of a precaution, mm-hmm. which, of course, you should be doing early in the season. Correct. Right? Like, if, if you're playing a team that essentially you know you're better than, um, Doing a precaution, especially on a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. I I was so happy they sat him. I I yes. need him healthy because he looks, oh my god, he looks so good. he looks so good. <laughs> He's the man. 
But Kittle, 90 yards. I don't – five receptions? Seven. Seven receptions for 90 yards. So, dink and dunk pretty much. If you're doing seven, I mean – Seven for 90 is a good number. Yeah, it's that's, a good number. That's, that's a, as that's long a, as it's 29. He had that big run up the up the yeah sideline. That was a twenty nine yarder, Him which was a Debo, short. Yeah, they break tackles. I mean, it's crazy. Between the two of them, wasn't it like thirteen catches for a two hundred and I want to say twelve yards or something? You like that? You are actually about accurate. Two hundred nineteen, I believe, is the number. Debo, I think, averaged twenty one and a half yards per catch. Yeah, and a lot of that was done after the catch, where he was just running oh. through and when he went down the 40 yarder that's the one time i was screaming during the game was like chanting for debo when he got up and yeah. walked because i was like come on man every time i go to one of these games something happens <laughs> like this, I know. this uh, and it seemed seemingly his ribs are a little um banged up we'll get into health after this but yeah. um or in the, in the next segment. he's okay just a little bit sore but we'll get into that in the next yeah segment. and you know you get a rest after you run through a defense yes. over and over and over again and they just can't he's like concrete. He do. He's literally like a brick wall. Like he's, he's trying to take down a brick wall. He's so. He's just so it's, dense. He's just, <laughs> no, really. He it's he's true. he's built like a linebacker. Honestly, he's yeah. built like they like we joke with Fred and, and the post game presser. Could Debo play linebacker? And we're like, and he was like, <laughs> maybe, maybe he could mm-hmm. play sub because that's how thick Debo is. He's a thick person. He just yeah. can run through people. It's crazy. He's like a running back as a wideout. Yeah, it's almost like last year didn't happen. Because my expectations for Debo this year was like, okay, you know, he might have a pretty, pretty good year, but man, he's still a wide receiver one, and he's still, he can still do some damage. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, another again, shout out McCaffrey as well, eighteen for eighty-five rushing, one oh, touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out, you know, shout out him for the receiving as well, five for thirty-four. Debo six for one twenty-nine. Real quick, McCaffrey, yeah. did you see the video of him and the mascots? Oh, that was great. Yeah. There's <laughs> a video great. going around right now. It's popular. Him uh, as a kid, because his dad was yes. Ed McCaffrey, yeah. won Super Bowl at the Niners, yes. Giants and Broncos, yes. I believe. He uh, He's just tearing apart these mascots and 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 cutting them up, and it's great. I'd look that up if I were you. Yeah, and then he signed – he bring out the sharp <laughs> he guy and signs T-O. the ball and throws he it. Did the oh, my gosh. I mean, that's that's crazy. That's <laughs> McCaffrey, a star in the making, yeah. even yeah. at a young age playing in, in Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't have playing for the Niners and Kyle Shanahan? Anyways, on the other side of the break, we are going to talk injuries, health. How is Ayuk looking coming back from the shoulder injury? Is Debo going to be okay? Any other injuries? Drake Greenlaw rolled his ankle. Is he going to be okay? We'll get to that next. Return of the Empire, Sacktown Sports. Be back in a minute. All right, we're live on YouTube. YouTube, what is good? I know we took a break last week, but we're back. Nate, do you have anything to say to the YouTube channel? One sec. All He's right. got to fix his, yeah, his yeah. It's audition, right? Yeah, audition. Okay, yeah. There you go. Um, we got to mention, too, during the show that we're live in the breaks on YouTube. We will. Yeah, okay, when yeah, we come back, yeah, we yeah. will. Um, yeah, all seven of you on sorry, the YouTube chat. Appreciate you. Um, Kenneth, thank you, man. Great, great work, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I'm really happy with the 49ers. Why? Because they're 3-0? Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm happy. I think they're doing well. Um, Are they the only team that scored 30 points in every game this year? Just kind of off the top of my head. The Dolphins might have as well, I'm trying to think. No, No, they they only had 24 against the Patriots. Good point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, They might be. I think they might be. Do you guys think the Dolphins can keep this up? No, I'm trying to trade Raheem Mostert on my fantasy team. Well, because Devin Devin Ache is, man. I mean, he had like a. I think a, it's A Chan. Is, is it A Chan? He's know. saying A Chan. De- Devin A Chan um, had a little J little throwback game there. J-A-J-I? Are you saying J Ajayi? J Ajayi. I can't pronounce it. Tough for names right now. J Ajayi. A lot of a lot of A's in there. That's kind of sad for the Dolphins that J Ajayi is the name we have to go back to for like great Dolphin running. I mean, there haven't been a lot since Ricky Water. Since Ricky, okay. Ricky Williams, yeah. 
Man, it's been a rough two minutes for a meal right now. <laughs> there are so many names bouncing off my head but right Ricky now. William, I guess Ricky Waters is pretty famous too. Ricky Waters is really good, really good player for the Niners as well. Yeah. Um, but overall, I mean, you're right, Nate. A win's a win, a three and zero, oh, and like they say, that their offense is really scratching the surface. I don't think this is usually when people say a win's a win. It's like a hey, they got it done. Good job, guys, by yeah. the skin of their teeth. I think that was a. a so I think the Niners were in control. There's four did. really good teams in the NFL, and the Niners are the only one in the NFC. That's the takeaway. Well, the right Eagles now. too. And the Eagles are like in that five six group, but they're three and zero. Man, so a lot of I've I've been listening to a lot of media lately, and a lot of people think the Eagles are it's Eagles Niners and the rest of the, it's either Eagles Niners or Niners uh, Dolphins one and two. That's what I'm seeing a I lot agree. everywhere. I agree. People, I mean, Buffalo just won 37-0, essentially. I, I know Washington. Washington scored a garbage-time field goal, but, like, uh, Kansas City won 41-0 against yeah. the Bears, and everyone's losing their mind. Yeah. I, I was, that was the Taylor Swift game. It doesn't count. Yeah, but, like, Buffalo did the same thing to a similarly bad team. At least Washington's, like, halfway decent. They have a good I, defense. I, I trust the Chiefs they, a lot they, they're more. They're supposed to. They're supposed <laughs> I, trust, uh, I trust the Chiefs a lot more, obviously. I don't think I need to explain why. 15. I think Josh Allen... Loose unit. I think he he's too unpredictable. <laughs> Loose unit. Brett is a Favre, good way of putting him. But he runs into people. You know who we didn't shout oh, out? We gotta go to. Welcome back to the return of the Empire Podcast with Emil Fergoso and Nate Littlefield. Third and five. Purdy shotgun. McCaffrey will empty the backfield. Goes in motion outside the numbers. Who's going to pick him up? Nobody picks him up. Okereke does now. Finally. They like that matchup, low snap. It's caught by Ronnie Bell. Penalty. Flag is down. Do I give it? Touchdown, San Francisco. Yep, that's Ronnie Bell's first career catch and first career touchdown in the NFL. Man, Ronnie. I I talked about him all preseason, how great he was, and he had that big breakout game. I believe it was week two. But Ronnie Bell, man, I I I mean – Stepping up with, with Brandon Ayuk out, and obviously he only had two catches for 24 yards, but even that one block he had, on, I believe it was on the McCaffrey touchdown. The tackle on special teams. Yeah. Does it it was all. a perfect tackle. He does it all, dude. He, yeah. he is the perfect Kyle Shanahan player. Yes. He really is. Yes. He really – I. so we've we've both been high on Ronnie Bell since seven-round yes. pick, Michigan guy. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't high on him before he was on the Niners. I didn't really know too much about him. I'm not a big college guy, but yeah. um, Ronnie Bell preseason really showed out. He, yeah, I don't, I don't love people calling calling him Baby Devo. Ah, uh, I'm not it's, a fan of it either. Yeah, I don't feel he plays similar, but he, hey, whatever. He Anyways, does so many different things. He does so many different things, but that catch in the end zone, how he stomped down super oh. hard, it's like that was he, so funny. He knew it was he the just, NFL. Two yeah, feet, two feet. He's like, two I just got to get my feet down. It's quick, <laughs> just stomping. So, and then his second catch in the NFL is this psycho bounce ball where he's oh my God. extending back like it feels like 10 feet to yeah. grab this ball and essentially saves an, inter- an interception which is great you I know, know. yes yeah, so. i'm telling you right now once you get to the the, the the winter months you know the december the january's in the playoffs do not be surprised if ronnie bell has a big catch in in a crucial moment for the niners down yeah. the stretch i'm just telling you Juwan ronnie jennings-esque like I think he's there to play or to replace Juwan after the season because Juwan's going to want a new contract and obviously they yeah. can't pay everyone. They got to pay Ayuk. They got they got Ronnie Bell who's now a rookie. I love Juwan and Juwan's awesome, but Ronnie Bell can fit that role to a T. I think. Well, the Niners' kind of mo in this era has been pay the superstars, yes, 
let the secondary guys go. Don't spend too much money. This was kind of what happened with uh, uh, McGlinchey. Yes. This is, um, I was listening to uh, Larry Kruger talk about this yes. on his show. Shout out Krug. Friend, friend of the show. Friend of the show. I've never met him, but a friend of the show. Uh, <laughs> friend, friend, friend of me. Um, sounds right. Yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. Um, he, what, what was I? Oh, oh yeah. Yes. They they don't pay these like middle of the road guys. Mm-hmm. They they pay the upper echelon guys right. as they should. And yeah. they pay them a lot. So Jawan Jennings, I truly believe he could be like a solid wide receiver too. Yes. On a, on a good team. I don't, you know, wide receiver one that that takes a lot. You know, that takes you got to be like a the Raiders are about to pay Jawan Jennings so much money. Yeah, well, they paid Jordan yeah. Willis all that money then cut him. So you know, it's all right. You know. Yeah, I I I think a team, I I I don't know, it's like like, like the, the Vikings, the Titans. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who need who need a secondary? What guy? he does in the running game goes so unrecognized. He's yeah. such a physical wide receiver, and he's so good at run blocking down the field. He really he literally baits cornerbacks in in the, in the penalty. Field calls it's incredible i just feel like other teams won't use him like that and that's a waste because he's so good at yeah, it yeah but anyways if you don't know now you know return of the empire Sacktown sports sacktown sports 11 40 my name is emil fergoso joined of course by nate littlefield one kyle ledbetter on the ones and twos back there got to intro the show because we're a podcast but we're doing the live show during the season yes and now we got to go to the niners and talk a little injury right we do yes iuke as far as you know, he's good, right? Ayuk's good. Yeah. Look, they sat Ayuk because of the shoulder injury. He suffered week two, a lingering. There's no breaks, no issues with his clavicle or call up or anything like that. Just kind of a shoulder strain. No, it's a pain tolerance thing. Is he going to be okay? They even thought about playing him, you know, week three on Thursday. If he woke up okay, he did not. So they wanted to be more cautious with him. If it was a Sunday game, though, he probably would have played. So that's the reassurance as well. Monday, he was out on the practice field. Brand Ayuk, week four status, good to go. Okay, Debo. What do you know about him? Debo, pretty sore ribs uh, from that hit. You know, obviously you thought maybe he broke a rib. He fell on, on, he did, you know, did something wrong with that. No, no, he fell on the football. That's what happened. He fell on the football on on that big, I believe it was his second long run. He he had a 30 yarder, I believe. Five tackles. It was ridiculous. Uh, He fell on the football late in the fourth quarter. He had to come up, go into the tent and take a look at it. He was fine, but pretty sore. He was held out of practice Monday as a precaution. I expect him to be limited on Wednesday when they actually start their week four prep. And in terms of that, he should be good to go for week four. I just, I think they're going to be cautious with him in practice. So this brings me to the next topic. This is not breaking news, but this happened a few hours ago. Yeah. It was Jeremy McNichols has been signed to the Niners backfield. Yes. What is that about? What would you have a theory on this? Why he's a running back? So you've been on the train of you're thinking Elijah Mitchell will be gone by the deadline, yes. which he had a great game too. He, he, he did played a good very job well. Him. Yeah. But you're, you're kind of feeling Ty Davis price now, if I'm not mistaken. He just Ty Davis price is so much on special teams. He's such a part, good part, good, like a big part of the special teams unit. Now that I think they don't want to move off a of tight of, of Ty Davis price or Jordan Mason. I, I, I think they'd rather move off Elijah Mitchell because he can get more value on the trade market. Similar to how Jeff Wilson Jr. got more value on the trade market last year. And what do you think Elijah Mitchell's value right now is? It's always tough of running backs, as we know, because they're such a invaluable commodity in the NFL, it seems. Yeah. But for a guy like Eli Mitchell, who is only two years removed from his rookie season of having a really breakout year and really just had struggled with the injury bug, I could see him fetching a fourth rounder right now. Yeah, a team like a team like Baltimore. 
yeah. the team. Um, like the the Rams. Frankly, oh, the Rams. Cleveland. Cleveland. Cleveland, for you know, sure. They signed Kareem Hunt. They could still look at the that. The Niners are not sending him to the Rams. That'd be hilarious. They did the that. Niners are not sending him to the Rams. That'd be really funny. That's a, Yeah, that, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's just a real peculiar yeah. move. It That's a – you say this, a tea leaves move. Yes. Uh, uh, there's more going on here than just bringing up another running back because the Niners – Right now, don't need another running back. They, yeah, they it do just not. it makes me wonder what game are they playing here? Because is someone hurt that we don't know about? We're gonna find out tomorrow that someone's hurt. Yeah. Is, is a Ty Davis Price banged up? Is he gonna miss Week Four? Is Jordan Mason banged up? We don't know yet. We gotta, we gotta let more chips fall. But right now, what we do know is it is that uh, Jerry McNichols, a a veteran, five year veteran who's been on the Niners prior, was there on the rookie season and in and out of the practice squad this year is now back on the practice squad, at least signed to it, and they had to cut tight end Troy from Magali to do so. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Niners now have five running backs, presumably on the roster, right? You got McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason, Titus Price, and now McNichols. It's too many running backs. Too many Plus Kyle backs. Hughes-Check, who can play running back yeah. and punt returner at any point. He's listed. He counts. He's six. He's six, yeah. correct. Yeah. So what are they thinking? Well... Could there be a trade to consolidate space moving forward? Could there be a, hey, we want to get our guy to a better situation because we respect him? Similar to how Jeff Wilson Jr. was last year. You mean cap space? Yeah. So, so the Niners need more cap space. They don't need more, but yeah. I'm just saying they're not going to pay him anyway. Yeah. Like they might as For well- those who don't know, the Niners have the most cap space in the NFL right now at $41.5 million, Correct. I yes. Yeah, which is crazy. Stupid. How does yeah. that work? Oh, well, J.D. York just paid out $80 million in signing bonuses on one day. So, yeah, you know. yeah. They they did some wizardry. J.D. York is a, Harry, you're a wizard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> anyway. exactly. Um, <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's yeah. good. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Harry Potter Niners podcast yeah. coming up next. I can oh, throw man. any reference into this stuff. Come on now. Anyways, yeah. Jerry McNichol, though, it probably doesn't mean anything in terms of him getting playing time this week. It's more just insurance. But I'm really curious to see how tomorrow's practice uh, injury report goes down because if one or two of the Niners running backs are missing, now we know why. Mm-hmm. Because they need another one to fill in the spot for practice. Otherwise, could this be a trade? And does it make sense to trade Elijah Mitchell, who you know two years ago was seen as a feature back for the Niners? I, I think it does make sense. I think running back is pretty needy right now. A lot of injuries in the NFL. I'm knocking on wood here. I hate talking about injuries. It, yeah. it really makes me sick, but... Uh, just it's just not fun but there are there is a need for running there there's just a need right now there's a lot of injuries you got guys maybe not playing as well as they should be Mm -hmm. i i it'll be really i i think i'm I'm really starting to get on board with you when it comes to eli mitchell being moved to one of those needy teams i just they love draft picks, dude. They love mid-round draft picks. Yeah, as they should. <laughs> They're so good at right? drafting. Look then. at all the mid-round picks. Yeah. Look at all these guys. Mid to late. Like, like late. <laughs> even this year. Yeah. Right? You get D winners. You got Jalen Graham. You got all these guys who they love. Ronnie Bell. Ronnie Bell was a seventh-round pick. Brock Purdy was a seventh-round pick. I don't know if you guys knew that. Mr. Irrelevant. He was actually, yeah, the last pick in the draft. He was? Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Fred Warner, third round. Kittle, fifth round, right? I think Fred I got those fifth. backwards. Was Fred no, Fred was third because I, I remember he was Greenlaw was five. Yes, okay, yeah, there yeah. it is. Yep. Fred was acquired in that weird Trubisky one pick trade down. That's right. Mm, that was a yes, weird one. Yeah. Um, again, that the Niners have such a history of drafting well in the mid rounds. Frankly, at this point, why even have a first rounder? Let me have a second rounder. Just have all the third, fourth, fifths. You'll yeah. figure it out eventually because they're looking for guys that can fill 
roles because they have their star guys, their whole core nucleus around them already. They need guys that can play roles and play them right away. And that's why you have guys like Ronnie Bell on the team. Jake Moody, they trade up for. They need a kicker. They got one, which we didn't give Jake Moody any credit, by the way. No, Jake Moody's playing amazing. Hasn't missed field goal yet. Oh, my. He's three per game. I think he's the highest scorer. I think he is. Or at the time, he was the highest scorer in the NFL. That's probably Tyreek Hill or something. They said he was the fourth kicker ever to make nine field goals or nine for nine within his first three games. That's nuts, dude. Yeah, no, I'm so happy. The the list of other kickers on that list is not great. Yeah, it was weird. It was, um, who was that guy who used to kick for the Titans? Oh, God. Uh, With the funny name. Anyways. I had to look it up again. A lot of kickers have funny names. Suck up. Uh, anyways, I'll look it up. Again. Yeah, but no, I, Jake Moody, shout out to you, man. There was a lot of question marks in the preseason after having a great camp. A lot of question marks in the preseason, especially coming back from that quad strain. You look great. Good job. I think the Niners found their kicker. Another Michigan guy. Another too. Michigan guy. Harbaugh. Shout out Ronnie Bell as well. Yeah, shout but, out. But yeah, Bell. no. In terms of the running backs and just what they're looking at, this could be a, another move later on, and one that the, the fans might be like, "What are we doing? Are we really getting rid of Elijah Mitchell for a fourth rounder?" But it's one that probably makes sense for the long term of this franchise. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question now. Yeah. Before we go to break, we yeah, got yeah. break here in a few minutes. Chandler Canizaro. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so it says on here, are the Niners the best team in football? I'm going to have you pitch to me why the Niners are the best team in football. You want me to pitch? I to want you? you to pitch that to me. They are the most well-rounded team in football. Yeah. On all three phases, whether that be offense, defense, and special teams. Now, look, I get it. Brock Purdy is the quarterback. You not might, you might not be sold on Brock Purdy. You're a hater, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> Brock, Brock Purdy has everything right for this Niners team besides have interceptions, which he hasn't had yet, but to try to in, in week three. Anyway, it doesn't matter. This team overall is the most well-built franchise and has probably the either best or second best offensive play caller in the NFL with Kyle Shanahan. You might make an argument with Michael Daniels, whatever. Kyle Shanahan has his team running like a well-oiled machine. John Lynch is an incredible GM. And Steve Wilkes got a lot of stick last week. A lot of stick in that in that Rams game. But you know what? He came through in the Giants game and was very, very good defensively. And I got to give him props. I didn't know how it was going to work coming from the booth. I didn't know how that was going to you know translate to on the field. But this team makes a lot of sense. And they're doing things that work. And frankly, they're one of the only teams in the NFL that you can truly say that if they don't shoot themselves in the foot, they're going to kill the other team. Yeah, so I'd say in the league, there's probably a couple teams with with a better offense than the Niners. Fair. Dolphins, Chiefs, maybe, just because of it's that guy. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, but their receivers are dicey, to say the least right now. You're not a Sky Moore fan? Well, I drafted him in a redraft, but all my <laughs> fantasy's ruined because of all these injuries, but whatever. I'm doing great right now. Oh, congrats. I'm trying to show your Sam <laughs> Yeah, I'm right doing now. great. I'm first place. Um, two and one. I, I, got, I got Alvin Kamara, right, right, Joe Mixon, right. Tony Pollard. I that's scored 70 more points yeah. than anyone else in the league. Wow, okay. that's great. Thank you, Kyle. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Um, we, yeah, a couple, yeah, those two, and I don't think the Bills offense is better, really. I, the I, Eagle is well-rounded. Yeah. They're good. Yeah, They're yeah. well-rounded. I do not believe that there's another defense close to the Niners, mm-hmm. especially after the Dallas game. Yeah, I, I, I look, Dallas was really the big test for me, right? Like yes. it's week five matchup with on Sunday football is going to be the big test. Who is the best team in the NFC? Well, they lost to the Cardinals in week three against Joshua Dobbs, who has looked, you know, like a starting quarterback, but you're not going to say he's lighting it up out there. Dodging the darts. Did you see that video? <laughs> Michael Parsons called him out, said he's got a dartboard with his face he's on got it a, for some reason. He's got a bulletin board and, yeah. and, and Joshua Dobbs, you know, just evading that one. And yeah. Josh Dobbs is an elite troller. 
Okay, elite. I thought you were about to go elite quarterback. No, yeah, elite troller. Me. I'm not. I'm not doing what Chris Watkins did with Jared Goff. He's not elite quarterback. It's okay. He thinks Goff's elite. He say there's there's a running. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good news for uh, good news for Dobbs is that he'll never have to play Micah Parsons again. Congratulations, yeah, good true. job for you, Doug. Anyway, the Niners are the best team in football, in my opinion. I think that that Dallas losing this week really showed the Niners are built to withstand a lot of different things and a lot of adversity. Brock mm-hmm. Purdy had was was plus eighty five percent of his dropbacks against the Giants, and he still threw two touchdowns and no interceptions. His career high in passing in a game. That speaks volumes, man. Like threw the ball 37 times. 37 times. Yeah. 25 or 37. Great stuff. I'm a Brock Purdy guy. I really am. And I, I think this Niners team can go as far as he can go. And I think he's leading them to the promised land, possibly. Yeah. I think he is too. Anyways, yeah, coming up on the other side of the break, we got a preview week four. We mentioned them previously. The Arizona Cardinals are coming to town. Can Joshua Dobbs and the AZ Cardinals under Jonathan Gannon get another win? I don't think so, but we'll talk about it next after this. The elite quarterback that is Jared Goff. Hi, YouTube people. YouTube people. Hello. Hold on. Nate's doing something over there. (laughs) What do we got here? We got scheming. We got tin. Uh, We got tins in the chat. Me and Tin are actually friends in real life. Did yeah. You, did you get the Friday reference, Kyle? No, I didn't. I've never seen Friday. You never, Kyle. This is more just me not watching movies than it is me not being about the you, culture. You gotta see Friday, dude. <laughs> You're not about the culture, spend, Kyle. Spend an hour and a half and just watch Friday, please, for me. I, uh, I will at some point. It's a great comedy film. You're a comedian. You'll enjoy it. I know. I know. It's, I should. It's Mike Epps in his prime. So this all started because now I've just been recreating Harry Potter characters as 49ers now. Like Kyle Shanahan has to be Severus Snape and uh, Brock Purdy, I guess is. I I don't want to say Harry Potter, but Brock Purdy oh. kind of like Ron Weasley, I guess. Uh-huh. But I don't really know where uh, we, we're kind of figuring it out. From anyway, there. okay. I got a question for you guys. This is not Niners related during oh. the break. This oh, is God. fine, right? During the break? Yeah, I yeah. love that. Have of you guys course. ever been to Universal Studios? Which one? The one in LA? Yeah. No. Okay, I'm going this weekend. Do you have any recommendations? Speaking of Harry Potter, do all the rides. Okay, do all the rides. Any yes. food or anything? Don't eat heavy because then you'll you'll yak it up. Okay, I just I, that's a personal philosophy. Don't eat heavy if you're gonna go on a bunch of roller coasters because you'll yak it up. Okay, do you get nauseous on the rides? Uh, I didn't. I not when I was a little kid, but now I do. I got a, I got a messed up stomach, so now I can't okay. do that. Stuff Upside anymore. down ones are bad. Okay, they, all right. That's why I say eat light. Just eat light. You know, tread. Don't be shoving in nachos and then going on. You know, the but Harry Potter one. With it's not the robots. food. It's more like the motion sickness. That's thing. what I'm yeah. saying. Like you don't want to have food that's you know heavy and then go into something like really motion heavy because okay. you'll be just all over the place. Yeah. Well. Okay. Thank you for the. I appreciate the advice. Um. Oh, yeah, have people, fun. Yeah. Remember to have. Remember fun. to have fun. That's the hardest part. Yeah, that's, See, no, I love having See, fun. you didn't tell me you were going to Universal, so can I ask who you're going with? What do you think? You're going with Kayla? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. We're just going you two down. or the fam? Or? No, just us two. Ooh. I have family that lives down there. We're going to uh, spend a night or two with them. Nice. And, uh, Did you buy tickets, tickets in advance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. She actually bought me a ticket. Very nice. Wow, what yeah. a good girlfriend. Yeah, it was a nice surprise. Awesome. Um, shout out to Kayla. I love you. <laughs> I hope she's listening. I hope she's podcast. watching. Why should she just not be watching right now? I mean, she's not watching. Yeah. She can listen later. I guess twenty seconds. By the way, all right, all right. Uh, well, was- well, some point we got to get Nate giving me advice for going to Levi's because I need. I'm going for the first time this week. You'll learn. Oh, that's this week. Okay. Yeah, yeah. this week. Cardinals. Yeah, Cardinals week. All right. Uh, six seconds. 
Welcome back to the Return of the Empire podcast with Emil Fergoso and Nate Littlefield. Right slot, Kittle's a left wing with Ray Ray. They're going to throw. And here's Purdy going to throw one deep, wide for Debo. Made the catch on the back shoulder. Touchdown! San Francisco! And a back shoulder banger for Debo Samuel. Back shoulder banger like Tim Ryan's, which also we didn't bring up. Tim Ryan got an extension uh, at the end of last yeah, week we as well. Shout that. out Tim Ryan getting that extension, one of the better color commentators in the NFL, I will say. So shout out to him and, and Greg Papa for doing all the yep. great work they do. Shout out to Max Rebo for playing this song. Too yeah, this absolutely. Kyle, yeah. you're the man with all these Star Wars songs. We appreciate you. I'm glad that you guys are enjoying this. I'm glad we found a, a theme for this yeah, show, too. True. I'm glad that Star Wars is what we're it, going it for. It made the most sense, Return of the Empire. It yeah. made the most sense. I don't know why we didn't do it earlier. You're staring though. us in the face. And, yeah. like, this song is not Empire-related, but still Whatever. pretty good to no, beat in like, here. I, I got to mix it up. I can hear this song and picture the scene. I Just in my head. It's the cantina scene, episode four. Oh, one of the best scenes in Star Wars ever. Yeah. Um, Anyways, this is the Niners podcast. We'll get back to Niners, Niners talk, and we're going to preview the Arizona Cardinals right now because the Arizona Cardinals come to town this week, and you would think this is going to be a walkover game. The Cardinals, they got Joshua Dobbs starting. Buda Baker's out. Who's their running back? Who's their wide receiver? Well, let me tell you something about the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals beat the Dallas Cowboys at home 28-16 to on Sunday, shocking the world, I would say. No one had that predicted, including in our Survivor League. A lot of people were outsed because of that pick. Um, no, Arizona, they continue to surprise me. They're competitive. They're fun, question mark. They're yeah. just decent overall, and Josh Dobbs look at least like a high-end backup to potentially a low-end starting quarterback, I'd say. Yeah, I'm. he's becoming a threat for sure. That He's, he's a factor, and... Yeah. You know, the Niners in the past and the NFL in the past have struggled with guys who can move and uh, run is what I'm trying to say. And, yeah. you know, Daniel Jones didn't do it to to their fault, to the Giants fault. Yep. We'll see what the Cardinals uh, kind of dress up for the Niners when it comes to that. I, yeah, was impressed with Dobbs, but uh, I think he gets crushed on Sunday. <laughs> the Niners are favored by 14. I'm not surprised. It's the Cardinals. Okay. Yeah. Look. They I, look yeah. well. They had an impressive win. Vegas still knows the actual the actual team that they're going to take I, here. I think when you come off a win like that, when you're not supposed to be winning, mm -hmm. which is a, a loaded way to say that they're not, you know, they're not really a great, super talented team all over. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Breaking news here. They, you, you kind of lose your steam. I think a bit. I think that win really takes a lot of energy out of you mm -hmm. to when you do something. I'm groundbreaking. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to use big words like that. I'm just pretty stoked that Dallas lost. So. I am too. I, did you see the clip of, of Kaiser White, the guy that got the interception on Dak Prescott? He looked at Dak af after the play and he called him a bum. Yeah. Well, it was amazing. He's was like, that the red zone? Yeah, the red yeah. zone pick. Dude, that was terrible. That was Dak wanting to lose the game. I thought, I, I've said this to a couple people I know, but I thought that. The Cowboys were kind of just toying with them because they're down by two scores at that point, right? Yeah. So they're going down. I'm like, okay, they're starting to take it more serious. They're going to score on this drive, and then we got a game, and yep. we're going to see what happens. And then Dak, interception in the red zone, <laughs> brutal. I saw the best comparison on Twitter, and I, I, obviously it was explicit, so I'll, I'll clean it up a little bit. But, but Dak Prescott is Jimmy Garoppolo without the girls. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. so disrespectful. I think Dak moves better, but yeah, maybe Jimmy pre ACL. Uh, yeah, I know Dak um, is like 29 now, but that's like so disrespectful. It's really disrespectful, but it's just it's really really funny. So Kyle, you have yeah. a pretty inside inside line on the Carl. You you you're on a Cardinals podcast. If I know, mistaken. right? So what's the name of that podcast? Uh, it's called the Red Rain Podcast. Okay, uh, my, I'm a producer slash co-host of that uh that show and uh. You guys should check it out. Where can you yeah. find it? Anywhere you get podcasts or uh, SB Nation's Revenge of the Birds. Ooh. So here's my follow-up to that. Who should the Niners be watching out for, like specifically on the Cardinals on Sunday? There are, I guess, two answers to that question. I'll start you guys off with a uh, with a, a quiz question, gentlemen. Um, okay. <laughs> there are four running backs in the NFL this year who have rushed for 60 or more yards in each of their first three games. Oh, Obviously, one of them is Christian McCaffrey. Yep. You think you know any of the other three? I, I think I know one of the other three. Who is it? I think it's James Conner. Yeah, that, you would be correct. Yeah. Yes. And the other two are uh, Tony Pollard and Brian Robinson Jr. Tony, I got Tony Pollard. I so, have Tony Pollard in fantasy. <laughs> James Conner has actually been really good this yeah. year. And that's something that I think a lot of people weren't expecting out the gate. Because it's not like they're doing what the Eagles did last year, where yeah. Miles Sanders had like 250 carries in the season. Like, James Conner's averaging like six yards a carry. He's had three 60 plus yard games, a hundred yard game against the, um, the New York giants. Like their, their strength is through the running game, both him yeah. and Rondale Moore, who's a receiver had a 45 yard rushing touchdown. Yeah. So they're going to want to try and move the ball running. And uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Zayvon Collins is like the only player that's worth a damn on the team right now. <laughs> and what they've, they've yeah. kind of, They've, so he played middle linebacker in college and then middle linebacker under Vance Joseph. Yeah. The new defensive scheme moved him to edge rusher, and he's been flourishing as an edge rusher, kind of like Micah Parsons with the yeah. with the Cowboys. So Zayvon Collins as an edge rusher against probably Colton McKivitz. If they're smart, they'll rush him from the right side. Mm -hmm. That might be a problem for the Niners, but yeah. Yeah. other than that, they got some flaws. I mean, Do you, for, yeah. do you think the 14 spread is is, is fair? Where you will you take the over or under if you had to on that? I I would lean Cardinals. If I were setting the if I were setting it, I'd probably put it at like eleven, the same as the Giants game. Okay. Like okay. the the Cardinals are clearly as good as the Giants. I'd have it like, ten and a half. But I'm with you on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, fourteen's a bit over the top, and it's two touchdowns. It's a lot. Well, and Kyle, I think uh, there's that silly rule i don't know if it's necessarily true but the home team gets that plus three yeah i'm like yeah. i think so i'm factoring that add, into yeah, it but yeah. like there's no there's no reason that the giants should be like significantly more of a favorite at san francisco or more of a closer to underdog than the cardinals are those teams are basically the same interesting yeah. okay emil now i have a follow-up for you oh okay can what can the niners learn from that dallas loss i i think they learn more that Dallas is more vulnerable than the Cardinals are good because okay. the Cardinals caught them on the right day. Everything kind of went right for them. Um, you know, they even in this Cardinals game, you're looking at Dallas still controlled the time possession by almost nine minutes, but the Cardinals were just more effective. I think it's a really bad day at the office for Dallas. Well, I think something else too that might go, I, this might not be important, but the Niners are playing the Cardinals and then the Cowboys who just played each other. So you're watching film from the Cardinals. You're kind of also watching film from Dallas. Not yeah, kind of, you, you straight you up are. are. Yeah. So you, I wouldn't say you have two weeks to prepare for Dallas, but you kind of pick up on, on cadences and things they do and mm -hmm. you, you, like subtle things. So in terms I, of practical analysis too, I'll say like the Cardinals from 
25 yard line to 25 yard line they'd like might be the worst team in the nfl defensively (laughs) like they're really bad once you get into the red zone they've been pretty good this year well from 25 to 25 they've got no one in the secondary that's bad news for the niners too who have guys who break out for huge runs for touchdowns everywhere i mean like are you not a keytrail clark fan (laughs) <laughs> I am I am impressed by what Keytrail Clark has shown, but going into the year, I'm like, they were the worst cornerback room in the league last year, and they subtracted Byron Murphy. So, like, how and bad Pat, are they going to be? Yeah, year? and Patrick Pearson from all those years ago. Yeah, yeah. like, the Cardinals are so bad. The only Buda Baker's not going to play. I mean, Jalen Thompson is fine, but... Oh, it's rough. Linebackers, corners, safeties, it's rough. For yeah, Arizona. I'm I'm just I'm looking at this roster and it's really similar to the Rams. No, nothing really inspiring. But again, it's these teams that, you know, the underdogs, the we're getting counted out by everyone that really get up for these games. And Jonathan Gannon, I have to say, I, I had my doubts about him, and I kind of still do because it's it's still early. But I will say this week this week three win was a huge deal for Jonathan Gannon. What do you make of uh, of Jonathan Gannon in Arizona right now? The, the word I used at the start of the year was unserious. He seemed like a very unserious person, yeah. but I mean, the, the people in the locker room like him, they dunked him with Gatorade after winning the first game. So clearly there's an audience there. Um, bring, you mentioned Kaiser white earlier, like Kaiser white's been great because he plays middle linebacker mm-hmm. and he comes from that defensive scheme that they're running. So like, yes. he's the focal point of teaching everyone the defense, but I mean, Gannon's fine. He might get fired at the end of the season. He might not. We'll find out what happens. I kind of felt like he was a scapegoat hire. Yes. Uh, in, in the beginning of the year, uh, just because they needed a bridge because the Cardinals are in disarray. Oh, look at that. A Phoenix franchise is using a scapegoat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, he's currently the 32nd highest paid coach in the NFL. Really? The Cardinals don't take care of the people. We have and no multiple defensive coordinators turned down this job before Gannon. Dan Quinn turned it down and Brian Flores turned it down. They were smart to turn it down. They probably were smart to turn it down. But look, give credit where credit's due. Jonathan Gannon got a win against Dallas Cowboys, and no one thought he could. So could it happen against the Niners? I don't think so. Like you said, Nate, I think they're going to probably roll them over. But it is possible. There's a there's a realm of possibilities where it does happen. What would the Cardinals need to do, Kyle, to, I guess, win this game? They need – so what was interesting about the Cowboys game, and I think this is where something you can take away, for like – Two years, everyone, and especially Walter, who I podcast with, was screaming, why don't they run play action? Why don't they motion their receivers? Like, it's just so infuriating yeah. that they net with Kyler Murray, nonetheless, no, why aren't no they? no movement before no. the snap. Yeah, no movement, no plays ever going farther than 15 yards. Rondale Moore, who's like the fastest receiver, not named Jalen Waddle in his in the 2021 draft class. Yes. Like, Rondale Moore's average yards per catch was like 0.8. They just only ran screen passes to him. Yeah. Like, it's just so infuriating. And then you came out in this game, and it's like, Dobbs on a play action, 15-yard completion to Wilson. Dobbs on play action runs for 44 yards. Like, the Cardinals are actually doing NFLs. They're looking like an NFL offense, even without the pieces to be like an NFL offense. So, I... Like Nate said, I don't think there's a better defense in the NFL than the 49ers, but the Cardinals have proven they can score points against even pretty good defenses. So, okay. I mean, uh, they, they might be able to put up 20 points on the Niners. Okay, well, here, here's a follow-up about the Dallas situation. This might be a factor. Curious what, what you both think before we give Kyle a little Levi's rundown before he goes to his first Niners game yes. at Levi Stadium. But... What? How much did the Trayvon Diggs situation play into Dallas losing? Because if you don't know, Trayvon Diggs, 
superstar Dallas defense, right? Cornerback. Superstar. Yeah, corner. Star. For, yeah, star, star. 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 Careful now. People question his play a lot. He's new way Marcus, yeah. Marcus Peters comes. So he he tears his ACL on Thursday during the Niners game or during, you know, in, in, in practice. In practice. Uh, yeah, well, well, the Niners played on Thursday. That was kind of overshadowed the, yes. the game. So tears his ACL out for the season. The worst injury, essentially, you could have in, in, in Besides football. an Achilles, but yes. Achilles, yeah, or head injury. But, right, uh, right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's out. That's a blow for the team. How much do you both think that affected the the Cowboys winning? Losing. Excuse me. The game on Sunday last week, I don't know. But in the long run, I think this is devastating for the Cowboys. Like, yeah. he, I, he's not Micah Parsons, but he's the second most valuable player on that defense. The, mm-hmm. There were nerd stats that said through two weeks, his like expected added value was like number one among corners in the wow. league. Like, it is devastating that they yeah. lost him for the season. I mean, I have what, like seven, 17 interceptions in the first three years of his career. I mean, he, he's he's fantastic at being a ball hawk and it, and it allowed Stefan Gilmore, their second best cornerback to do the man coverage, mm-hmm. you know, stay, stay on press on all these other guys because of how good Trayvon Diggs was. And now Gilmore has to be number one corner now again. And I don't know if he can do that anymore at, you know, over age 30. Yeah. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, he, he's a high risk, high reward guy. So he, you you give out that stat and you go, oh my God, 17 interceptions. But he would give up big plays, touchdowns all the time. Notorious. But that was what Gilmore was for. Yes. Was, was to, yes. Be the, to help him out. Be the yeah. yin to his yang. If yeah. Diggs had been healthy, he would have locked down Ayuk in their Sunday night game in two weeks. Would have locked him down. Okay. I don't know about that okay. now. That's a that's a bold statement that there, Kyle. Ayuk's been, been, been cooking some corners lately. I understand. I just Trayvon Diggs was so good, and it's it's really I like that. You can point to that and be like, if the Cowboys lose their momentum after that, you can point to the Diggs injury and be like, they won't be as dominant of a defense. I agree. Well, I wanted to ask you too, real quick, for this Levi's thing. Uh, what's that hat you're wearing, Emil? Oh, it's Timber Creek. Oh, Timber Creek. Yeah. You don't know about Timber Creek? No, tell me about it. It's Timber Creek Golf Course. Come on now. Timber Creek Golf Course in Roseville, California. Uh, Wonderful sponsors for the station. We love them. A shout out to my guy Ian as well for hooking me up with some merch. And if you want to go for a nice, relaxing trip to a golf course, you know, play a little nine, you play a little 18, you know, on a nice Saturday afternoon before before kickoff on Sunday, go to Timber Creek, timbercreekgolfcourse.com. How far are they from the station? We're like on the fringe downtown. So. Yeah, like about 20 minutes from here, from, from you know, North Sacramento, I'd say. Yeah, okay. Yeah, not too far. Maybe cool. about 15, 20 minutes from my house in Loomis as well. So they're a good spot for everyone in the greater Sacramento area. If you want a good golf experience, go to Timber Creek, timbercreekgolfcourse.com. Okay. So we got a few minutes here, right, Kyle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've Correct. got a few. Okay. I, I'll give you a quick little rundown on Levi's. I, I gave you, I'd say my biggest tip is parking at the Great Mall. Parking at the Great Mall is essential yes you're pretty much taking you take two freeways to get there uh you you get off on um 680 which is a, a transition over in uh, right before vallejo correct and you you ride that basically straight straight to this exit for the great mall you park there it's free it's pretty safe uh get on that tram take the uh alum rock train kyle i hope you're writing this all down right to levi stadium and you hop out and i'd say the only issue with that is that after the game, it takes about 20 to 30 minutes to get back on the train just because everyone's getting back on it. But that that's my recommendation. It's better than leaving uh, the the parking lot. So that, I hear that there's an Amtrak that goes right up yeah. to the arena. Emil's had issues with Amtrak. Um, look, <laughs> look, it's public transportation. There's ne- Nothing's ever perfect. Uh, shout out Amtrak for getting me there and back. <laughs> shout, shout out Amtrak. Shout out Amtrak. <laughs> Honestly, shout out Amtrak. 
Um, Amtrak is great. Kyle, if you want to take Amtrak, you can do that too. It, the stop is in Sacramento off I Street um, for the Sacramento Valley Station, and it goes all the way to the stadium um, on the other side of Levi Stadium, on the other side of Tasman Road. That's where it drops off at. You can just walk up there yeah. and walk back. And there should be a service, I believe, returning, but I don't remember. Yeah, Levi can get a little ugly, but from what I've heard about, I was never able to go to Candlestick. We just never had the money for it. Yeah. Um, but from what I've heard, Candlestick, nightmare getting out of. So Levi's tough, but I don't I don't think it's as bad as that. But I would highly recommend to walk through the parking lot when you get off off the train, whatever whatever you take there, mm-hmm. and just kind of take in all all the uh, yeah. the partying and everything that's going. On. It's fun to just walk through and check out, see all the food. A lot and of tailgaters. I'm I'm not into tailgating. I just you know I'm there to watch the game. I don't like watching the game with people, but if I get offered to go to the game, I'm gonna go. Are you are you an aggro fan? Is that what you don't? Yeah. Want? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm a screamer. I'm I'm a I, I get very, very, very mad and I get intense, you know, and yeah. I, I just I, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like therapy for me. So for a day like this, it's 125. It's might not be a sellout. What's the latest I could leave Sacramento oh, and man. still be OK? You got to leave at 9 a.m. 9 or 930 yeah. at okay. the latest at the latest. I, I, look, 930 I, be OK. I, I think it will be OK. I would, I would get there, you know, if you want to get there and kind of see, I, Kyle, you like to kind of take things in a little bit. And like, if there's a chance to, I would like, yeah, to. I would leave, I would leave at eight 30 then just to kind of see everything, make sure you're comfortably there. They have the, uh, the museum, which is cool. I mean, yes. you're not a Niners fan, so you might, but might it's not. still cool. Yeah. A lot of hall of fame stuff. They got Kaepernick's letter in there, which no. is cool. Not a lot of Arizona Cardinals stuff. Yeah. Not a lot of weird. Not Could I get weird. a Josh Dobbs Jersey there? Cause I can't get it at the Cardinals team store. <laughs> it's apparently. Okay, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's those are. Those are, are you excited? Yeah, I've never been to Levi's. I don't know when I'll go back after uh-huh. this, so yeah. it'll it'll be People cool to be it, there. But I'm 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 not anti. I hate Levi's. the parking. Yeah. Look, as a media member, there should be a media parking section. They shouldn't have to go in with the regular fans. Entitlement. Wow. There, there need. I'm it's a job. a job. It's a, it's different. It's. Different. I should have to wait an hour in line to get into my <laughs> job. I'm just. I'm just. Yeah. Saying, that's a whole right for another day. Yeah, we don't have anyways. enough time for that. Anyways, well, we do have we time. Can do for it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stay on YouTube for an hour and let's. I'll argue rant about, about the park yeah. situation at Levi's. Yeah. But anyways, that's it for another episode of Return of the Empire. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're wrapping up Week Four, going into Week Five, the Dallas Cowboys matchup on Sunday Night Football. But before then, of course, Nate's back. I'm back on Milfergo. So Kyle on the ones and twos. Appreciate him as always giving us insight on the Cardinals. And we'll be back around here six, seven as well. If you want to hear the podcast again on Sacktown Sports tomorrow uh, by midday. It rewatch be- on YouTube. Oh, too. Rewatch on YouTube as well. Shout you out to everyone. You want to see how cute I am? On YouTube, Nate's the cutie. I am not. Nate's definitely the cutie. But until next week, we will see you then. Happy Tuesday. Have a great night, Sacramento. All right, we're clear, and uh, you can stay on YouTube as long as you want if you had anything more you wanted to say. Hi, YouTube. We appreciate you, and uh, thank you, guys. Uh, We'll be back next Tuesday. Thanks, YouTube. Tin, we love you, man. Shout Uh, out to Braylon. I know you're watching, I think. Kenneth, we love you as well. Shout out. Braylon Mayhawk. Shout out, Kayla. I hope she's watching. Kayla, I'll say it again. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, thank you, guys. We'll be back next week. Appreciate it.